0: This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by EpicMerchStore.com, a great platform to buy unique merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands. You can find t-shirts, hats, hoodies, tank tops and kids merch for bands like a Willem Scream, Dead by Stereo, Mew, Coral Springs, Cigar, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and so many more. You can choose between many different colors and sizes and they also have flat rate shipping costs. I love them. Get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Hello fantastic humans! What's up in your punk rock life? Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 17! I'm your host, my name is Emily Plamondon, and I live in Quebec City, Canada. I'm a huge punk rock lover just like you. On today's episode, I'm going to present you a great guest. His name is Kevin Stalk, and he used to take amazing pictures in some punk rock shows in the 80s, like Black Flag, Descendents, Circle Jerks, etc. We're going to talk about his pictures, of course, the scene in Los Angeles in the 80s, and his upcoming book, I'm going to make you a recommendation for a band from Ecuador called 69 segundos and I'm going to talk to you about a documentary talking about this amazing scene in the 90s and 2000s. Let's go. Bonjour my friends. I hope you are doing great. I had a nice week since the last episode. I've been working a lot on this podcast. So I'm going to have amazing guests soon and it makes me really happy. I've been working on some bonus content in French uh, with people from my local scene. I think it's going to be great to have some bonus French episodes. Oh, and I really wanted to take a second to thank you for the amazing feedback you're giving me every week on social medias. It makes me so happy that you actually take the time to listen to my repugmentations and you talk to me about my guests. It's great. Some of you have uh, very great ideas for new episodes, so I appreciate all the feedback. Thanks. Have you been watching some live streams recently? I watched the Bump Up show last week. I know a lot of you did too. Their setup was just totally awesome I liked that we could hear the whole album Death in Venice Beach I like it I was a little disappointed to find out it wasn't really live I think I just misunderstood the concept (laughs) But I was happy too because the band was chatting with the virtual crowd at the same time While we were all watching So it was fun to ask them some questions I really appreciated that So they told us it was pre-recorded but it was actually live But I think they edited the sound though. Anyway, I had fun. I enjoyed also the little acoustic session Polly and Jen did and the other show when they were playing older songs with the full band. That was uh, visually very nice. The sound was good too. So yeah, I had a good time, but I prefer real life shows like Lagwagon did, even if Joey Cape was totally drunk. (laughs) On a more personal side, I'm trying to get healthier life habits I cut booze a little, I eat less and better I started a new workout program that I really love And it makes me sore as fuck (laughs) all the time I'm always sore, my old body hurts all the time I like this (laughs) Uh, Because yeah, pandemic was a little hard on my motivation (laughs) You know the Descendants song, uh, Nothing With You I don't wanna move, I'll just sit there in my living room and see what's on the tube Yeah, that has been my life for months <laughs> And I know I'm not the only one, so I'm with you guys if it happened to you, that's just normal
1: There's nothing normal about this But
0: I'm getting my LT lifestyle back
1: Yes, yes, oh
0: yeah Yeah and it's almost summertime here in Quebec City, and every time it's the spring or summer, I'm becoming obsessed with my sublime album 40 years to freedom. So I can't stop listening to it. Wearing my shirt. So it's definitely a sign that our hard winter is finally gone. For real. Until October. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the punk rock in Ecuador. Oh, yeah. Today's recommendation is for a band from Ecuador, like I said. It's called 69 Segundos. It was formed in 1998. They share the stage with No Effects, Belvedere, Satanic Surfers, Comeback Kid, Mad Caddies, and many more. They are playing amazing, amazing, amazing melodic hardcore music with lots of technical stuff, lots of emotions in the vocal. Oh, that's good every songs are like a huge punch in the face but a punch that feels good (laughs) a punch in the face you really want to (laughs) get so i think you're gonna like it let's listen to a single they released last year called limpiando mi sangre the bass is just orgasmic and the vocal is very very powerful Such a rad song, oof, intense! So this band, Sixty Nine Segundos, started an amazing independent bands collective in Ecuador called Union Punk. There is an awesome documentary about it. In I think it was released in two thousand eighteen, and it's available on YouTube. You absolutely need to check that. The documentary is called Union Punk. They interviewed a lot of local bands that were active in the 90s and the 2000s years. Some of them are still active, too, though. It talks about how the California 90s punk rock wave influenced the scene in Ecuador. They explained also, I love this part, how the MRRC software, in French we say M-E-R-C, how this MRRC software allowed them to discover punk bands, and find other punk rockers they show old footage of some bands playing in like 1988. It was real parties. <laughs> they created a really amazing family there in Ecuador. They decided to put the bands together and created a union, started festivals where mosh pits were amazing. Then their punk scene became giant and each band had their own personality, their own influences. The scene was really good for ska punk too, lots of bands Ben in this genre were formed genre. The documentary talks also about the new punk rock generations of Ben in the 2000s, how women were well accepted in those shows by the more melodic punk scene. The documentary also talks about the band's lyrics that were pretty political in this time, uh, what hard values they were defending. I really love to see how this union were about inclusion of all humans just wow and later they got acknowledged by the press who was writing about their shows union punk also started to attract bigger international bands like belvedere they put some footage of this show with belvedere and honestly i got so many emotions it was so beautiful to watch it gave me shivers wow wow I really had a great time watching this documentary. It made me emotional to learn about how different local scenes were born all around the world. It's really beautiful. And I think punk rock scenes from all around the world as something in common, but they also have all their different culture, their own vibes, you know. So uh, today I talked with the band 69 segundos and they told me that the scene in Ecuador during this pandemic, of course, were, was paused with live shows. But the good thing about this is that some bands came back together again, other bands started recording new stuff and so they have still good news. So check the show notes if you want to see the link to watch this documentary and to see all the infos about 69 segundos if you want to follow them on social medias. Also, send me some DMs or email if you want to talk to me about your local scene wherever you are in the world. Interview. Okay, after going to Ecuador, let's go to Los Angeles because it's time to listen to the amazing, amazing conversation I had with Kevin Salk. Kevin fell in love with punk rock when he was a teenager in the 80s and he started to take pictures of legendary bands in LA like Black Flag, Descendants, Circle Jerks, Misfits... We talked about how he got into punk rock and photography, how it is so important to still be involved in our passions, about how his pictures were recently discovered, his upcoming book, and his future with photography. Enjoy! So, um, I don't have like a lot of specific questions. I just want to hear about your story because I think it's amazing. I read a couple of stuff you sent me. You have an incredible story about pictures and your life in punk rock. So we're we'll just talk and having a coffee together.
1: I mean, if it was later, I'd be having a, a glass of wine. But
0: it's, it's oh yeah, clear. yeah, for you it's like noon, right? Yes. <laughs> you live in California.
1: Yeah, in Los Angeles.
0: Have you always been living there?
1: Born and raised.
0: Oh, born and raised. Cool. So I
1: live about half a mile from the beach.
0: Oh, lucky no, you.
1: It's not bad.
0: Yeah, here winter are pretty rough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Winters yeah. are not winters here.
0: No, I know. Good. So uh, before we dive into uh, your photography work, I really want to know more about your story with music in general. How did you get into music and then specifically into punk rock?
1: Okay. Um... Well, I grew up in Manhattan Beach, and uh, my parents were very much into music. Uh, My mother was an amazing musician, could play any instrument. Oh. Uh, My dad was a big jazz and classical aficionado. So, you know, I always grew up around the sounds of music, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And... They weren't into rock um, as much, even though my my mom was a bit of a hippie. (laughs) So it was Janis Joplin and things like that. So I started to get interested when I was eight or so into Jimi Hendrix, and then moved on to Kiss, and then to Aerosmith, oh, and then to The Clash, and then I went knee-deep into punk rock. So I was... You know, probably 15
0: oh you said your 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 mom your mom was a musician what kind of music did she play? uh did she, she
1: play if you give her a sheet of music she could play it but mostly oh. classical she played guitar um she could play any any stringed instrument
0: and she played for herself just for fun or professionally
1: just for fun i mean oh. she kind of could play the piano and um you know, I mean, I tried to have music lessons, which failed miserably. <laughs> and, uh, but I kind of what sowed the seeds of my rebellion and my anger and my alienation was, you know, my parents got divorced when I was nine mm-hmm. in, a, in a community that was not known for divorces. It was kind of the beginning. Oh. And it was not pretty. So, mm-hmm. you know, I never really after that kind of felt that I fit in. Mm hmm. And so it was a good place to get pissed and totally. you know, anger your parents. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of fell into place or fell into my lap with some friends. And you know, we went and saw The Clash. I think it was in 19, maybe 1980. Mm-hmm. And so I really got into that music. And then um I don't really remember going to my first show, but, but it just it just clicked. Yeah. It it fit. It was the good recipe for angry, alienated. Um, you know, I was still a decent student. I never got arrested or went into rehab or any of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of the punk rock kids back then, this is 19, again, 1981. Um, I'm 56 now with two, uh, two amazing daughters. Um, Uh. and, uh, but, It just kind of blossomed into, I think the word I used was not fitting in with the group that didn't fit in.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: The high school I went to, you know, it was more, you know, jock centric. And uh, there was a handful of us that just sat together every day at lunch and uh, we talked about punk rock music. There were a couple older, uh, old school punk rock. Uh, mm-hmm. brother and sister who scared me to death because they were just <laughs> always angry and they looked at us as we were just these s- stupid kids. But it just, you know, it was the love of music with the, the fun of the violence. And mm-hmm. not that I was violent, uh, I was skinny and terrified.
0: But inside you, you can have that violence still.
1: You could get it. You, you it was a great outlet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you go to a show There's an intimacy to a punk rock show I'm sure there are clubs up in, uh, in Quebec City yeah. Where you are there You feel the music, you feel the sweat
0: Oh yeah, I miss that
1: <laughs> And uh, that was something That was very very appealing And you know it was It was early Kind of just maybe You know Black Flag was the band Because where I live yeah. in the South Bay
0: I wanted to ask you at this time, what was the scene in LA? Like, what were the bands uh, like you were listening to? What were the active bands at this time? So, yeah, Black Flag. Oh, my God. That's so great.
1: (laughs) It was kind of segmented. You had Hollywood, Uh which had a little bit more of a flavor of London in regards to what they wore kilts and more plaid and. up there was more like Bad Religion, The Germs, uh, X. And then you had uh, the South Bay, where I live, and it was the home of Black Flag, The Circle Jerks, uh, The Descendants, oh. um, and some older bands, The Last, Saccharine Trust. And then you had Orange County, which is south uh, of LA. And there you had
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, TSOL, who was formerly Vicious Circle, you had the Adolescents. Oh, wow. And you had Vandals, Agent Orange. And the South Bay and Orange County didn't really get along. I think the bands got along, but the, there were, it it was a very, I mean, the fights were plentiful. And, um, Mm. but for me, Black Flag was my band. That's the band that I love that I could probably identify with. Um,
0: yeah the
1: the descendants were one because two of the members, Milo and Bill, went to my high school oh uh, they were I think a year or two older than me Oh, um but Black Flag is the band it kind of it almost felt like they were the people's band In the south Bay
0: so like descendants was like in high school with you, <laughs> and like it, it was like your high school
1: bands, or you know like you know I think Black Flag was really the band i mean milo in high school he was a straight a student and okay. he mm-hmm. ran cross country and bill fished mm-hmm. but black flag for me was the most visible band yeah because when they had a black flag show it was on it was crazy it was riots there was an intensity and the build-up during school, the school week to see Black Flag is
0: just—you
1: oh. knew it was going to be insane, and um, it was. Um, but wow, you know, the South Bay had kind of a, a, a well-connected crew. A lot of them were people that I knew from kindergarten,
0: uh-huh.
1: and it wasn't really a gang feel, but we felt all felt connected. I think we all had kind of a similar. Mm-hmm you know, maybe not alienation, but some kind of pent-up anger. Um, You know, this was the beginning of us experimenting with certain mind-altering chemicals. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a lot of supervision. (laughs) So, you know, the the look that we had was jeans, vans, motorcycle boots, you know, leather jackets, or just T-shirts. So it wasn't really the dress-up. But it was just – it felt very honest. It just felt – for me, it was just – it was an escape – to mm-hmm. just to see insanity, and uh, you know, as i 've gone through this metamorphosis from my pictures becoming mainstream in a sense mm-hmm. it's brought me back to that time in my life that, in hindsight, was very difficult, it was very uncomfortable and very relevant mm. and it took me you know forty years to realize that that was probably the most relevant time in my life
0: ah. Uh. Oh yeah.
1: And it's brought me back. I mean, obviously my my kids, um, you know, my family, um and the things that happened through my life, but now I look back and you know it it really made me who I am.
0: Oh, totally.
1: It looked a lot took a lot of you know, peeling of the onion almost to the core.
0: Oh, I love this image. Yeah, peeling an onion.
1: You know, there was it was it was fun and now I realize how much fun it was. Oh yeah. And it was an important time in history and I'm having the time of my life. I mean, I'm meeting, I'm meeting new people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm meeting you. I'm meeting other people, and you know, I'm in the finance business, but I prefer hanging around, hanging around with artists.
0: Oh yeah, I want to know how you, did you get to take those pictures? Because at this time, you needed to have a camera. You, you didn't just like started to take pictures with your phone and say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm pretty good. I'm gonna do it." So you you means that you once had this idea. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take pictures at this show.
1: I can't really put a, a, I can't really put like a definitive light bulb going off. Mm-hmm. I think it may relate to, we used to go, my mom used to drive us down with my allowance money and go to a, a record store called Zed Records uh, uh, in Long Beach. And we would buy 45s oh. uh, and i start collecting things, buttons and, and then flyers. So maybe it was... I always wanted to have the biggest collection of flyers. I had my walls pasted. Oh, with that's flyers.
0: precious. <laughs> I love collecting punk rock stuff. So I
1: I, st- I don't know why, but I just I took a point and click camera mm-hmm. and started to take some really bad pictures. Oh, but then it started to like because there was back then it was the, the most popular people that I knew were Glenn Friedman, Ed Culver. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Allison Braun, but she's at that level. Uh, she's a photographer too.
0: all photographers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I never you, know, you see a lot of the fanzines and you'd see Glenn Friedman and Ed Culver. And it was kind of like, huh? I want to be like them. Oh, OK. And it also allowed me over time to be able to get access
0: yeah how did you manage this at this time because you were really young still you were I was like
1: 16 oh wow <laughs> i bullshitted my way in i was able to go to a gig and say you know i'm a photographer i you know i shoot this band and he was able to get in free because back then oh. a five five dollar cover charge was a lot of money sure um and i think it, it did gave me access which fed my ego or my fragile ego of you know, I'm I'm in the zone. I'm up here backstage.
0: I get it.
1: And yeah, as an impressionable kid.
0: But did you pass through the band or the venues?
1: Well, the, it was getting into the venues. Okay. Uh, and a lot of this came because where I live, Black Flag had their headquarters. Oh. SST, maybe a couple miles away from me. So I would drive my beat up Honda oh. and drive. To their, it was just their location was basically just like a single room. But I would drive back and forth, and back and forth, waiting <laughs> for somebody to come out.
0: Oh wow! Kind
1: of like a stalker. You were like a. I was like papar- A punk parazi. <laughs> I was more of a punk stalker, or a <laughs> punk group. Kevin Stalk. Exactly. So, but finally, I was able to kind of get into that center of the bullseye.
0: Oh, I love this story
1: you know maybe they became friends with me I, or they they felt pity oh but it was something where i started to get that connection with them oh and they were my idols they were they were up here and it was kind of like maybe i was able to get to this place and my friends couldn't i don't i don't i don't know it was but then Everything started to click. Uh, they oh. connected me with Ian Mackay and the guys from Minor Threat. Yeah. So, this, I think it was the summer of 82. I flew out to Washington, D.C., stayed with them for a few days, went and because I wanted to go see Black Flag play in Baltimore
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, they were touring back east. But Henry fell down a flight of stairs, hurt his knee. Oh, the show got canceled. But I was able to go hang out with Minor Threat. They were Great guys, very gracious hosts. Ian's an amazing human being and uh, a lot of memories from that. But then I started to take some pictures. But then I think I, I think it was the show at Ukrainian Hall where I brought a, a, a real camera. Mm-hmm. And and then it kind of kept going from there. Um, and then I took a photography class in high school, my senior year. Oh,
0: okay. And Good. that's
1: where I learned how to develop film. And I made a – because I used all – Regular film, uh, black and white, and I, I, um, I developed all the pictures in my bathroom.
0: <laughs> Super DIY. So yeah, it was
1: fun. It was fun because there, you know, nowadays you take pictures, you get instant gratification.
0: Yeah, what do you think about that? Because you had to work a lot to take those shots, like, and now it's.
1: I you know I have maybe a little bit of an OCD personality. When I get onto <laughs> something, I I go full full throttle. So you know, the fun thing was coming home from a gig, maybe the next day started to develop the the cameras, the the film. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. So that started to keep going. I started to bring cameras, but I only took pictures of a very short period of time because Uh it was my, my senior year in high school. And, you know, there was no question that I was going to go to college. Mm. So I took pictures until I stopped and when it went to school and, it, like, literally, it stopped.
0: Kevin goes to college.
1: <laughs> Basically. But Milo was a lot smarter than me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But that was the last time I went to a punk rock show. Oh. And that was the last time I took pictures. But, you know, I started to take, you know, make Xerox copies of photos and giving them to my friends. I pasted photos by Kevin Salk. And it maybe maybe six or seven years ago, I started a small, I was on a website for photographers and I put mm. some of my pictures up, uh, just maybe 10. And I sold some to uh, one guy who's an amazing photographer. Uh, he bought a bunch of misfits ones. Oh. And, uh, and then it just kind of died on the vine until, so it just, it came out of storage and then went, then went, went back into storage mm-hmm. because, you know, life got in the way. Mm. Um, but, You know, it wasn't, I became a full metalhead and I still am with Metallica and ACDC and bands like that, who I still love to this day. Mm -hmm. And punk rock didn't really get back into my life until July 22nd of 2019. Wow. When when Frank from Fathom texted me or left me a message and said, I saw your stuff. I want to talk to you. Can you come by? And I'm like, what time? So I think I went over the afternoon and went over to a shop and we talked about my pictures. I was, I, I didn't know what to think. And the next day I signed a contract. Oh! And then two days later I had two shows in a, in a, a gallery show about, uh, yeah. Kind of punk rock and, and music. And I was freaking out because it happened so quickly. Yeah. And punk rock really wasn't part of my life. Then I wasn't listening to the music, but, it was really scary to to have to talk to people about my pictures. And I think that's when the button, I think that's where it clicked Mm -hmm. is, okay, I was at the right place at the right time with the camera. And it was still very, and still to this day, very awkward for people to say, you have an eye, uh, you know, you have some kind of gift, your Uh. pictures are amazing. And I'm like, I was just a kid who... Ended up bringing a camera and took some shots that I think now are, are, you know, they're becoming iconic. And
0: but at this time, you were thinking like, I'm gonna keep those for myself for my own collection. I'm gonna give them to the bands and they're gonna do whatever they want. What at this time when you were t- taking the picture, what were your intentions about it? About it?
1: None. They were sitting no, okay. in storage. For some reason, I just wanted to keep those. I don't know why, but I kept your all my treasure. records.
0: It was your 45s, own treasure.
1: All my memorabilia and all my negatives. Ah. So most of the pictures that you see are from the actual negative. Oh wow. What breaks my heart is there's some negatives that I can't find. Oh. Or there's some photos that have just, you know, through chemicals that you use to to process, just deteriorated the, the camera. But you know, there's four over four hundred pictures and, and going through them. The mind it was just like you got to be kidding me so they just sat there in a good in a good you know my recommendation to everybody is put things in a plastic storage box
0: you never had feedback from the bands at the time
1: you know there were some times in between there was a show where they used all my flyers uh for an exhibit but it was never i wasn't it was never i don't know i it's hard to describe i was never into it
0: I and maybe understand. I never
1: left it, but it just kind of, it was stuck in a drawer. So the, the pictures came out and we started to uh, really look at them and just, it was kind of like a light bulb of you. This is, this is amazing <laughs> stuff. And, yeah, and you know, what's kind of flattering is the gallery. I mean, he, they're very selective in who they bring on as their people they work with. So I became part of this amazing team and as we started to really look at the pictures it was just it blew my mind
0: absolutely
1: blew my mind you
0: rediscovered them yourself um, that's great
1: it was just it's hard to describe uh, as it was like christmas every day
0: (laughs) and
1: i and then i really got into it then He's like they wanted to do my own solo photography show.
0: Mm.
1: Which I'm like you're serious. So January, it was January 22nd of 2020 right before Covid. Oh. I had my own solo photography show which was scared me to death because here I had to be in the in the center, you know, be the center of attention. Mhm. And it sold out. Uh. Eh. And, um, there are people actually having to wait to get in. My family was there. Friends of mine were there and it was really special. One of the more special Um, nights in my life. Wow. And then things just started to move forward. And I started to see, okay, this thing's got legs to it. Let's, you know, definitely. I went from zero (laughs) followers on Instagram to 6,000 over (laughs) maybe a, a year period. Wow. And, you know, we started to really, you know, we sold some photos or prints um, because these are not, the whole idea is the, the, the photography is museum quality. Yeah. And that's where we want to be is we don't want to, we want it to be of that level mm-hmm. and because we think they are at that level.
0: And I also think that punk rock brings nostalgia, nostalgia nostalgia to people yeah. a lot of people love to to get to think about the past and the, the, the those years so it's pre- still precious for us so i think it it brings all those memories and for younger punk rocker it's great to see some real pictures of the the bands that led to like the 90s skate skate punk wave or you know so I can understand that the show was sold out and that you had a lot of uh, success with it.
1: Well, I think what it's done is and, you know, COVID has has been difficult for everyone mm-hmm. and to be able to and the same with the other photographers, bring back memories for those who were there and be able to for those who were not even born yet who are now into punk rock, they were able to get Mm -hmm. a view back into that period of time. And the thing is, is I'm not a photographer. I was just a kid with a camera who was a fan. And so hopefully people can see the photos from a fan's perspective. And that's the name of my book, which is Punk Photos from a Fan's Perspective. So hopefully people can see this was a kid who loved the music, loved the scene and was able to bring a camera mm-hmm. and be able to now have open that window to people. And it's been very special. I mean, it's been people saying really neat things on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I never expected this in my life, that this would become kind of a, a re a regenerate and be able to be now Working with and communicating with these legends because it's still things. It still freaks me out. I'm still a fan, (laughs) and uh, but I'm starting to realize that yeah, you were a fan, but also you were able to you know capture this moment like other people.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the picture behind you. It's a Milo picture, and do you remember that show specifically? I want to talk to about the moment where you take those pictures. I'm thinking about this one and the, this other one. I don't remember who is it, but it's someone with a shoe in his mouth, uh, the that's lace. He,
1: that, that's that's the iconic Keith Morris from yeah, the yeah, Circle yeah. Jerks.
0: Oh yeah, Circle Jerks. And yeah. so tell me about those stories. Humble, yeah. In
1: my humble opinion, it's the best picture of Keith Morris ever, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I have no recollection of taking most of my photos.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't in your like day-to-day life. You were going to so many shows every week, so it's just, yeah.
1: It's not even that. It's oh, oh, it's, okay. for, it's forty years of killing brain cells. And, oh, I mean, when I say I don't remember going to gigs, there. I mean, it's stuck in my head mm. somewhere. There's a couple instances when I I do vaguely recommend rec- or reflect on on the the picture, but the pictures are helping me remember the times. I see. And yeah. it's like, did I take that picture? Okay. What was I, it, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe this is something I can do in therapy is to, is to be able to <laughs> look back. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, now it's, it's, it's still a, it, again, it's a, it's a, it's a time travel back Mm -hmm. to that time but I wish I remembered a lot of these shows um it would it be there's some shows I think I was there I mean Mm -hmm. I do remember some specific riots that were really scary
0: yeah Uh, yeah.
1: there was I mean it was it was the police did not like punk rocks and I had punk rockers and I learned how to run really fast
0: (laughs) with your camera (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> With well, this is kind of before my camera, but oh, okay. you know, there was one gig uh, it was Black Flag and DOA at the whiskey in Hollywood, and they canceled the second show. They would always have an early show, like a 7 p.m. and then a 10 or an 8 and a 10. Wow. And the first one was so out of hand that the the whiskey go-go canceled the second one.
0: Oh shit.
1: So if you can imagine hundreds of punks being told I'm sorry but the next show is being canceled and they all have beer bottles yeah yeah aye. It, no. it rained it rained bottles
0: Oof, no. and
1: it made you know, there was probably 40 or 50 cop cars I mean it was a full-scale riot oh and so it you know those are the things that I do remember I do remember driving to the Starwood and um, you know, these little things there was one incident where my drop my ride left to go back home and I thought I was gonna have to sleep in an alley because we didn't have any cell phones back then or no, no, te- you know, no technology.
0: <laughs> no, not at so all. So
1: <laughs> I was starting to get really scared that I'd be sleeping in an alley or Aww. finding a way to get home. Cause I didn't have any money. I mean, I was, I was a kid. Yeah. So I ended up getting a ride from someone who I knew and I got home around five 30 in the morning and my mother was standing outside my house oh thinking that i was dead
0: (laughs) sure oh my god so
1: yeah she was not not happy oh um and that's i'll go for that but the you know this whole i think the timing of punk rock and my photos and everything it, it it's perfect timing because now i think a lot of it's due to you know, Pennywise and mm-hmm. like Bad Religion coming back, The Misfits, Black Flag. Yeah. It's, the timing was good because the whole, I think the mus- that music scene is coming back. Because mm-hmm. I think it left for a long, long time, you know, kind of after, after 83 or so, um, I wasn't really aware of the bands that were part of that. But now you know, and thanks to people like Pennywise, when I, mean, I grew up with, with Jimmy, I saw him last night. Um, I've known Fletcher since uh, high school and they've, they've re-energized, I think they've specifically have re-energized
0: yeah. the scene
1: with the music. And, and it's great to see Keith Morris and the Circle Jerks and Chuck Dukowski and a lot of these people come back and, you know, Milo and he quit his job and Mm -hmm. he was a bio biochemist and now they're going full, you know, they're touring. So timing was right. Again, I was the right place at the right time back then. And I was at the right place at the right time in 2019. But a lot of that I credit to uh, Fathom. For what they've been able to bring to me and uh you know we have a lot of plans and the big thing right now is the book
0: yeah i want to talk about it so i guess we're gonna see some pictures in it and some stories uh, what what's uh, what can we find in that book the
1: whole theme the whole idea is it's not a punkumentary book okay it's it's a book where people get insight because what i've done is i mean i only took pictures of black flag the misfits the circle jerks the descendants Mm -hmm. minor threat i took some dead kennedy's pictures i had some other bands but that was it so Mm -hmm. i mean there's no (laughs) germs that's it that's that's, still huge (laughs) i wish i wish there were more i wish i took pictures of of other bands but So the idea is for people to learn about the individual band members about maybe the shows they played in L.A.
0: Oh, yeah. But
1: things that are things that are maybe not they don't know about. Ian's got a great story about Jay Adams who punched him in the face. And Ian was he's a big skateboarder. So Ian was singing. Jay Adams punched him in the face and God knows why Ian was told that Jay Adams punched you and Ian being a big skateboarder Jay mm-hmm. Adams was a skateboarding legend so he chased he ran around the club trying to find him oh and that's a story that you don't read about oh. or the you know descendants travel, you know touring um, or some really you know funny stories and that's what I want it to be it's stories about the van or touring or recording. Yeah. And then we're, we're using the pictures to kind of talk about that time. And, um, you know, like Fletcher dragging is from Pennywise is writing the forward for my book. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to be, it's a fun book. It's not, um, you know, we, we just starting the layout right now, but it's, it's the whole idea is it's a book from a fan to the fans
0: that's amazing young and
1: old and it's been a it's been a a lot of work but it's really been fun um i hopefully it's different from other Mm -hmm. people's books because there's a, a number of them out there but yeah it's been something that has given me you know something to do during covid to work on this and and you know when i reached out to the band members to to see if they could have a call I was very, very nervous. Oh when I talked to Chuck Dukowski, I was sweating oh. and very nervous because to me he still it became I became that kid back then who looked up to these sure punk rock legends. You
0: still feel that way. And, I, I understand uh, it that.
1: Was, you know, it's talking to Keith Morris or other guys. I was I was it's like I'm talking to a, a rock star. Mm. And so I want people to feel that kind of that, that feeling of not a professional, you know, funny stories that people don't know about. There's a great one with Des that you know, I got to keep some things quiet until the book comes out, but I want people to sure. enjoy, have some laughs, um, not dig too deep into the scene in regards to you know, there's, there's no politics it's just mm-hmm. this is a fun book that um yeah. will show pictures of, of bands that they've seen before maybe from a different perspective
0: wow a, fan, you know,
1: a fan's perspective
0: i don't remember uh seeing the release date do you have one
1: no, we're oh, okay. we're gonna be doing a pre we're gonna be doing a pre-sale pretty soon. Cool. Um Yeah. So we're 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 getting there. I think we finalized the photos. We have to go and mm-hmm. fine-tune it. Yeah. But all the written work, it's all the hard work, I think, is well, actually no, the hard work now is gonna see which pictures go in. But we've got a lot, there's a lot of exciting things going forward with you know, it's whether it's people coming to me and saying, hey, I saw your stuff. Can we do something or me reaching out to people like you and saying, hey, I'd love to be mm-hmm. on your show and, uh, and and tell my story? Because it's hopefully the story also kind of resonates with with kids, whether it's today or, or back then. Is, I'm
0: sure it will. You know, you're
1: alienated. You're you're you were angry. And what was your outlet? And It wasn't drugs or
0: mm-hmm. it
1: was punk rock, which was my drug, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't need m- no booze, no
0: drug <laughs> reminds me of coffee mug, <laughs> coffee mug from Descendants.
1: It's kind of like it's uh, it's music from a hockey perspective. Oh, you know, these guys like to fight, and <laughs> but it was really you know, when you think about it, and I look at kids nowadays who are early teens. I'm like, that was me. And here I am, this old, you know, this, this old guy.
0: Yeah. Um, but now that you, uh, working on this book, you, you got into your old pictures again. Do you feel like the urge to do it again? Like, yes. Go to some shows and bring your camera and just do it again. Cause you could totally like, it's,
1: you well, should I, do I it. think I was talking to Jimmy Lindbergh last night about that oh. is they're playing a, a show up in, in Northern California. And the whole idea is I want to take photos, try to get unique access. So, so it still has that intimacy, uh. but then take the photos and re and try to using Photoshop, make them look like my pictures back in the, back in the past. So maybe not, perfect um do it black and white and kind of have Uh, the same thing of it's a it's a fun it's gonna be you know i'll be that kid again and yeah i do want to go
0: yes i want you to do it (laughs) i
1: want to see the descendants i want to see some of the bands that i grew up with um and and yeah i'm kind of interested now of you know shooting shooting pictures and just again having fun with it learning the craft against if I still got it
0: but now they are playing in big venues because <laughs> uh, the pictures I see uh, that you took it seems like uh, small venues with lots of energy so now it's gonna be big venues because there are well I think, legends you know right that's now. the
1: one thing that I'm not I mean in, in Quebec City I assume it's small clubs where bands play yes yeah and there is a difference when you're in that club you, there's an intimacy
0: yeah that's what I, I like the most
1: it's you know there's no seats it's just it's chaotic and Mm -hmm. and back then it was even more chaotic oh yeah Uh, but you can't replicate in a big venue the energy and the the visceral feeling i mean you could see the spit flying you can see the sweat (laughs) you can feel the intensity i mean henry rollins just he's an intense person and you can feel it but going to a big arena doesn't really interest me
0: that's why i i talk about that yeah
1: so i think you're gonna have these big venues Mm -hmm. outdoor uh and i haven't really been to one so some of it's gonna be kind of new but you know i want to be able to use my credibility to get access again and weasel my way in onto the stage to take Fun pictures and mm. try to again recreate them back to what I was when I was 16 and 17.
0: Wow, can't I can't wait to see that?
1: You know, it's as my daughter said, it's finding your true, authentic self because a lot of people live this life of, you know, what kind of car you have, what kind of this and your that, job. and mm-hmm. It's not that stuff. It used to be important to me, and then my world blew up with a divorce, mm.
0: uh,
1: and now it's 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 really you know, it, there's an emo there's an emotion part of it where it's it's just okay. I finally I finally found myself after forty years. Wow! And it's where I'm comfortable.
0: Oh, it's so it's never too late. So I'm I'm so happy to hear that story. Yeah.
1: Well, it's also you know, my, my girlfriend who is, is an, she's an, a PhD in art history. Oh. She just published her first book and um, it's identifying with artists more than people. I mean, I'm in the finance world and talking to people about business.
0: Mm.
1: It's not that interesting. I mean, there are parts of it that are very, very interesting, but I like talking to people who create art, who create things yeah. or, or music because that, that, evokes emotion
0: totally i that's so funny i've been i've been hosting a radio show i have a a new podcast that you're gonna be my guest on but i also have a radio show i'm hosting it since i'm i'm 20 now i'm 37 so i've been hosting it for uh, 17 years and sometimes at some point i was wondering like I should be an adult, maybe I should stop, maybe I should just focus on the job, but I've never been able
1: (laughs) to stop. So. Well, I think it's, I focused on the job, on my job, that was my obsession. You know, I tried to be someone who I'm Mm -hmm. not, but I didn't know who that person was until I got back into this. And, you know, I still have those other things that I do my other passions I'm a a big cyclist and I I race I race bikes and uh, I rode this morning
0: yeah and it's important to have other hobbies and passions
1: but this is something that it's a little bit hard to describe and again the pictures are a project but it's it's given me so much more Mm -hmm. than just a photograph Mm -hmm. and uh, I I don't have really words to express it but uh, I think a lot of it is meeting new people. Um, it's still a bit weird for me to be recognized uh, mm. and again be the center of attention. I'm not good at that.
0: No, you're you're used to be uh, behind the camera, so
1: <laughs> I used to kind of be behind everything. Oh, I was never I never wanted to be that that person, but maybe at times I did. But you know, back then I really it was never I guess it was never my intent to be the guy, I kind of wanted to be like some of the photographers, because if you look at some of the flip side magazines and you, and you look at the photographs, especially from Ed Culver and, and Glenn, Fre- Glenn Friedman and mm-hmm. Allison Braun, their stuff's amazing. I mean, they, they have some incredible work that has stood the test of time. And, and I'm part of that, I guess I'm part of that crew now. So it's been fun to meet them, yeah. share, you know, want to share experiences you know, sit down and have, have a drink with them and just talk. Yeah. And they're really cool people. And it's, it's starting to identify with those people. And it's, you know, it's these old folks getting back into it and it's fun. And I think they're having fun too.
0: Oh, I'm sure they have.
1: <laughs> you know, and a lot of the bands are older than me
0: Yeah. and
1: you know, they've, they have kids now and their kids are getting into it.
0: Oh, wow.
1: That's gotta be fun for them, but it's, You know, hopefully, you know, I just kind of want to make people happy. And, uh, you know, I had someone say that, you know, your work inspires me to take, you know, for my photography. And that kind of blew my mind a bit. So
0: Uh, I know my listeners and they're going to have a blast reading your book, I'm sure. And and, uh, listening to this interview, I know I'm going to have a lot of feedback about it because I feel the nostalgia all the time about good old times the 80s early 90s i, I know it's going to resonate with a lot of them
1: well you'll be getting a book when it's when it's when it oh. comes out you'll be getting one from me
0: oh thanks oh i thank you
1: what's fun about this is you're getting is things are getting global i mean there's punk rock now in obviously in, in i mean in canada what i knew of mm-hmm. the the bands or the band was DOA yeah
0: you know, they're mm-hmm. from the
1: opposite side they're from uh, obviously from vancouver mm-hmm. um but now it's Spain. It's obviously always been England um, mm-hmm. and uh, getting input. There was a magazine that I was in that was, it was from Germany. Uh, There's a Dutch wow. magazine that I'm waiting to connect with them to do an article. Huh. So it's, it's exciting. I know. It makes me anxious at times and, and stresses me out, but in a good way.
0: I relate to that, too. I'm an anxious person, but we we always have to focus on now and why we're doing this. I'm anxious to speak English, too. Like, uh, I spoke with Jesse Michaels. I was like, I don't know much about him. I'm scared. I I will look like a noob, (laughs) Uh, you know. But after that, I'm so happy to do it. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I was nervous this morning for this.
0: Me too. I'm always nervous on interviews day because I'm like because I don't know that much about the bands in the '80s. I, I'm more into mid '90s punk rock, so I was like, I know when I know nothing. But then I put my ego aside and I'm like, I'm gonna learn, which I did. And it's
1: well, that's the one thing is photographs and the things that have held up records. I mean, my youngest daughter is is into this type of culture. She, she loves Jimi Hendrix. She's, you know, I'm trying to get her into more the Ramones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she'll ever get into black flag, but it's fun to be able to share these things with her. And it's just, you know, you don't expect when life goes, goes full circle. And like I said before, it's, it, you know, it, it brings an importance to a part of your life that, uh, you know, you it was mm. you know you're kind of figuring it out, but I'm figuring I'm figuring it out forty years later.
0: But it's that, great that makes sense. How many people will never figure out after like they think this area of uh, this era of their life is done, but you just revive it.
1: Well, that's been probably the blessing for me is to you know not relive it, and I'm not going back. I'm not you know trying to be the the old guy. No, it's different. But there's still something the music emotes passion art brings passion and yeah this is part of it so it's a world that i really enjoy more um and now i'm thinking of creative ways to get my work out there i mean i'm not shy to
0: Mm.
1: ask people you should come and you should you know i'm confident in what i have and the story behind it and I think people will be interested.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's so great. And your pictures are so amazing. We can like the pictures behind you. I'm like, it's like I'm there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing is maybe because of my access. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's what's funny is there are pictures of other photographers taking pictures. So at the Misfit show on the opposite side of the stage is Allison Braun taking a picture ah. and I've sent her pictures of me taking a picture and she's on the other side, taking a picture
0: Oh wow! and vice
1: versa. So there's a, she
0: sent it to you.
1: Yeah. We we've, we've sent each other and I'm like, wow, that's, that's me. There's only one, there's only one picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> of, of a full picture of me when I was in the, in the scene, it was in high school. I looked like just a little kid. Uh, with very short hair.
0: Have you ever put the two pictures side to side so I, we can like see it's it? It's kind
1: of fun to see. And it's, you know, there's a project going on uh, now where it's called, it's where they're.
0: I want to see that.
1: She's looking, there's <laughs> another person on the East Coast who is developing a, a project where it's it's pictures of photographers taking pictures oh! with other photographers <laughs> in the background.
0: I love this. Oh, we should do that in Quebec too. I, I'm sure it could work. It's so great.
1: It's really funny because you look and see, I mean, there was one picture where there was probably four or five photographers on the other side. But it's, it's crazy to see me taking pictures from their view.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'm able to actually see myself and say, wow, that's, that's me. That's crazy. Wow. But, you know, there's all these wishes. I wish I did more. I wish I went, you know, this, but I have to just accept this is what I have, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of legs go- going to this in terms of of moving forward with some projects and kind of collaborating with some some artists to combine mm-hmm. their work and my work. So it's uh, it's it's very exciting. But right now, it's 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 getting my stuff out there in a fun way mm-hmm. with my Instagram posts. Um, I try to make a funny quote or or something um because i don't take this stuff too seriously it's just fun and uh, and then the book project yesterday was very exciting to start to see things come across i'll i'll send you uh uh the the picture of the of the cover
0: yes oh yeah it's
1: it's really cool Uh,
0: i feel lucky now it's exciting (laughs) good thank you so much kevin that was such a great time it's Wow, I can't wait to read your book. No,
1: I'm very, very thankful and grateful for, for you. And, <laughs> you know, it, 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 I'm grateful for everybody who has been, you know, supportive of, of what I do and, and the people that I've met and the people that I will mm. meet in the future. So lots of fun stuff. I think I'm just kind of getting started. And yeah. uh, this has been great.
0: Wow, well, what a great dude, huh? I felt like he was getting emotional thinking about how long he stayed away from the punk rock scene and how much punk rock is still so much in his heart. It's never too late for coming back in the crowd, Kev. That's it for today, my dear friends. I hope you had an amazing time with Kevin and I and I also hope you listened to some bands from McWater. I absolutely need your support So if you want you can subscribe to the podcast And share it to your punk rock friends If you want you can also help me financially By PayPaling me Or on the platform buy me a coffee You can make some one time donation Thank you so much to the people who already did It's really helpful Thank you to our sponsor Epic Merch Store and to Scuttle Quiz for the edit and co-production. I can't wait till next week because I'm having another great guest, Melanie K from Fat Red Canada. She also has her own PR company. That's gonna be an amazing episode. Punk your life and see you next week. Take care.